0: Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes
1: down the field for Smith.
0: He's got it. Smith touchdown, 85 yards. 56 yarder.
1: It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports.
0: What is going on everyone? Danny Scott here with Tyler who, Tyler, football is officially back. We had some games last night. It is currently Friday afternoon and tomorrow we got a massive slate going on. But before we get into this wild discussion that we got planned for today, Tyler, how you doing, buddy?
1: Danny, 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 man, hearing Gus Johnson screaming his head off in the intro and just hearing College Gridiron's intro one last time, like what do you call it? This is our last first College Gridiron. of seniors now. We're seniors. brought a little tear to my eye. I'm a little emotional now. It may, may take me a minute to get composed. I'm going to have to fake cry a couple times in the show today. <laughs> but, dude, I'm doing amazing right now. I'm so glad to be back in the studio. We had a couple of Gridiron episodes over the summer uh, on Zoom, but, you know, it doesn't hit the same. We're back in the studio now. We get to talk live and direct. We're back. There's so much news to break down. Some breaking news that happened an hour ago when I was sitting in my urbanism class today, you know watching paint dry and then all of a sudden bang breaking news so we're gonna get to those news in a second but I'm glad to be back man
0: yeah so let's just jump right into that conversation why not the college football playoff will be expanded to 12 teams starting and as soon as 2024 or as late as 2026 um this is monstrous news for college football it goes from a 14 playoff to a 12 team playoff um from what I understand right now it'll be the sixth six highest ranked conference champions. So obviously it'll most likely be the power five conference champions. And then whatever conference champion is ranked the highest. So as of last year, obviously that would have been Cincinnati. Um, and then the six best teams that are getting an at-large bid. So, but the questions that are still coming out is how, how is this playoff going to look like? What's the format going to be? But before I ask you about that. What's your thoughts on this whole situation?
1: Well, to me, and I'm sure to you, expansion was inevitable. It was always going to happen. It was just a matter of how many teams. I feel like 12 is really stretching it. I think it's like, I guess we talked about it before the show, and we're like, all right, maybe it makes sense, but it also doesn't. I guess you were talking about like college football. If they're going to do it, they're going to go all in on it, right? And, like, I was like, all right, like, yes but 12 teams is a lot i mean the gap between the first the best team in the nation and the 12th best team is gigantic um it's pretty much the same gap as the gap between the 13th or 12th or 13th best team and a team that's unranked if you think about it that way it's absolutely insane but i like it i i like it and i hate it at the same time i like the expansion i hate, i don't hate that it's 12 teams i hate that I kind of do. I kind of don't. I'm like on the fence because it just came out. I'm still processing it. I think eight teams would have been the play, just because I think gap between one and eight is a little bit more manageable, and I think that makes more sense. But we'll see how it plays out, because uh, you got to remember um, when the college football playoff first began, everybody's like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work. This is crazy. I don't. I hate it." And now it's the norm. It's just like the NBA with the play-in tournament, or just in, it's it's. It takes a while to process, but I think we'll get used to it.
0: So it it becomes an interesting argument with what you said. Something that made me think about it. And would it have made a difference in last year last year's playoffs? Would Georgia have been upset by someone? Would Alabama have been up by some set, upset by someone on their way to the championship? I I really don't know if it makes that big of a difference and uh, it becomes interesting because I feel like it it starts to take away from their tradition traditions, excuse me, Mm -hmm. of college football. That is the reason why I love college football so much. I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fighting Irish fan. We live and thrive Mm -hmm. off of tradition and all that. So you start to take away some of that. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I feel like it becomes more of a professional market. It, it starts to take away from the student-athlete that is going to play for a school, and now it feels like NFL 14-team playoff, feels, NBA 16-team yeah. playoff, mm-hmm. MLB 12-team playoff. Mm-hmm. I, I guess March Madness is, is a different argument
1: because it's more of a, a tournament. And there's also way more teams. And 60, way less 68 yeah. teams
0: mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. But it, it feels like a professional sports organization that's hosting a playoff, and I don't necessarily love that. Uh, I think four teams was good. Uh, the one thing that I do like about it is that means Notre Dame's probably going to make the playoffs every year now, which is pretty cool, but it becomes interesting because now, you know, it was the same three to five teams that were making it just about every single year when mm-hmm. it was four teams, so now it's going to be the same eight to ten teams that make it every single year, and then we get two to four new teams every year. Like Right. I get it, but you really think a uh, last year, like an Oregon that might have finished number 12 last year has to go play Georgia in the first game? Is that really that much fun of a game to watch for, <laughs> for cool. college football fans at, at that point in the season? I know they're playing week one yeah, this boy, year. they're playing week
1: one, I was going to say.
0: But Good. last year, look at the difference. Right. It, it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. I like it, and I think it'll bring more of a fan base into college football. Maybe mm-hmm. the people that were on the fence want it to be a little more exciting, even though I, I believe college football is the most exciting sport to watch. Yeah.
1: Um, well, college football and college basketball are definitely the most exciting. But, yeah, I get, I get why you said that. Like, people on the fence will become fans. And I love that. But it, I like having 12 teams because you know why? More chaos. An extra game adds a lot more chaos, a lot more I don't... Like, you know, anything can happen. And you could see a team that you don't expect to look like you. You see Georgia. I mean, Georgia's probably going to end up with the same result. But a team that Georgia has to play an extra game, fatigue sets in, maybe injuries. Oh, obviously, we never wish injuries on anyone and injuries suck. But what if a team, a, a key player gets injured? Like we saw Alabama, Jameson Williams got hurt. And um, was that the SEC championship or the? What was I, that in the? What? I
0: believe it was the playoff. I playoff, believe it was, like, it was... first half he, he tore his
1: ACL. Right. What if that happens so, in the game before? The other... It changes a lot. That's
0: that's a very good argument. That That becomes another issue is, you know, this maybe starts to take away from guys sitting out during their... Their final game during their senior year, or junior year, if they're a top prospect. But if they get hurt, how much does that affect their draft stock? This mm. starts to affect people's money. It's it's just an all around crazy situation that there's so many questions to be asked. And I, I'm sure I sound negative, but I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right now. Nothing I, wrong with that. It's it, a good.
1: It's a good talk show debate. You know,
0: it's it's a very interesting situation that's unfolding, and there's going to be a lot more information that comes out about it later, but. Now talk about the formatting of it. Is it one through 12? Do the first two teams get buys? Do the top four teams get buys? Uh, Is there going to be a sixth major conference that gets formed? Uh, Does Notre Dame finally join a conference and start their own? That would be a very interesting uh, dynamic. Notre Dame goes out, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's an ohio state and michigan big 12 just or uh, a different version of the big 10 where it's those more central schools right there and then the rest of the big 10 would be what northwestern uh wisconsin. iowa wisconsin nebraska, nebraska yeah. schools like that that are a little bit more western mm-hmm.
1: yeah that makes sense
0: that would be that would be an interesting dynamic cincinnati joins in that Ooh. instead of the big 12 um it, it becomes very interesting. And then on the other hand, does one of these conferences fold? Does the Pac-12 finally fold? Half of them join the Big 12, half of them join the Big 10. Notre Dame joins someone, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. And then you get the four conference champions. You get the ACC champion, Big 12 champion, Big 10 champion, SEC champion, and that's the top four teams. Those four teams get buys.
1: That would shake up just college sports in general. That would be insane. That's so much. Like,
0: there's just a lot a of information. Lot. There's so and many there's, moving. There's so many
1: moving variables. There's like, a
0: lot uh, of plug right. and play and a lot of ideas that could be Absolutely. happening and talking and you know we really won't know and this is all hypothetical obviously mm-hmm. and most likely none of this will happen and it'll just be the top six yeah. six conferences get in and then six at large bids,
1: which makes sense. I think yeah. I mean like right now we still don't know what's going on. We're just kind of giving our initial reactions like. I'm looking at ESPN right now, the story is still being written. Like the um the breaking news story is still still being edited. You yeah, know, it's not even done. That's how that's how recent it is. It happened literally an hour ago. Sitting in class and then bang, Pete Thammel tweets it and then Twitter blows up. Twitter just goes crazy. And, you know As it should go as crazy. It should. This is it's the biggest news since the college football playoff was introduced.
0: in in college football, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a wild situation, and there's still so much more to unpack about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, like, listen,
1: the more attention toward college football,
0: the better. For sure. And the theme of last season was we want chaos. We want mm-hmm. craziness. Yep. And and this already gives us a great start to the year. <laughs> we got chaos. We got <laughs> chaos right off, right off rip, and it'll be very interesting to see how this kind of goes on. But... Well, I feel like we kind of got all the information out that we got and we yeah. had a good discussion about that, but let's start talking some teams, talk some this year football which will be very exciting. Let's top 25. I'll give you the top 10 according to the AP. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma and Baylor. Uh, how are we feeling about that top 10? Any qualms against it? Are there any teams that are outside that top 10 that you might like to see in that top 10? Where's your head at with
1: this list? First of all, the top five is perfect. Perfect ranking. I have no problems with it. Maybe you can, you know, switch one or two here and there, and I have no problem with that. Um, But those are the clear five best teams in college football. Um, Top four is a clear top four. Notre Dame, you can sneak in, but I think Notre Dame and Clemson are the same tier level. I think there's there's right. a top 3, yeah. top 3 and then then the then, a, then
0: a two and then mm-hmm. after that.
1: And then the field. I have no I have no problems with the top 5. Um six through is interesting. Do we want to go into it right now or do we want to talk about our top 10s afterwards cuz there are some teams that I could say that I will say do not deserve to be on the top 10 and teams that are outside the top 10. Yeah, give deserve. us give
0: us those teams right now. Let's let's have a little discussion Tyler. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Um those teams the team one team that I... Think there's, doesn't deserve to be in the top ten is Michigan. I think Michigan. I I know they made the college football playoff last year. They were amazing last year. This is not last year's Michigan team. They got a lot worse. They lost their two ed- best edge rushers and David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, excuse me, Aiden Hutchinson. They lost a lot of talent. They lost their starting running back in Asaun Haskins. They just lost a lot of talent. This is not the same team. And sure, it's still Michigan, but. I think Michigan's gonna fall a little bit. They're ranked eighth right now in the AP Top twenty-five and sixth in the coaches' poll. I think they're gonna fall down around the mid top twenty-five. They're they're not as good as they're ranked. I understand you can't rank a team that was in the playoff in like twenty-four or like twenty-three or twenty-four, even though they I, did rank Cincinnati. I would,
0: I would agree. I I agree with that take. I don't think right. Michigan's a top ten team.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you
0: know, you put them around the the twelve to fourteen mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got no problem reasonable. with it. They lost. Arguably the best defensive player of last season, Naden Hutchinson. I know you're a big Will Anderson guy, well, but Hutchinson... So better. <laughs> he still has He still has more to prove. Oh, Hutch we, is number two. We will see. I, I, that's why I said arguably. That's why I said arguably. He <laughs> had a great arguable. season last year, and you lose that. You lose Dave, David Ajabu. Who was
1: amazing, too. Uh,
0: and those two guys coming off the edge are, are difference makers in themselves. So mm-hmm. you lose those two, I don't think your defense is as good, regardless of the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other team that I saw, and we had this conversation a little earlier, was USC sitting at 14. Uh, in my in my eyes, they're a top-10 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go out, get a splash head coach, splash quarterback, splash wide receiver. I mean, they have a top-3 offense in college football alongside Ohio State and Alabama. It's a very, very scary offense. I think Lincoln Riley is arguably the best offensive-minded head coach in college football. And then you give him Caleb Williams, who... Appears to be a stud Uh, We Mm -hmm. didn't really get to see That much of him But we'll have a little Heisman discussion earlier And I I think his name Will probably be brought up In that Mm -hmm. Um, And then Addison Russell who is a nasty wide receiver transfer from Addison, Pitt. Right? Or jo- yes, Jordan <laughs> Addison. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're good, you're good. Um, Jordan Addison. Jordan was, Addison. He won the Blit in the call for
1: Ward last year. Yes. The, he was the best receiver in college football stats-wise.
0: And then you give him to the best offensive coach uh, with mm-hmm. a top five quarterback most likely. Yep. Um, that becomes a very, very scary three-headed monster. And don't forget with,
1: about Travis Dye. I mentioned it. He's the st- He was a starting running back at uh, Oregon and was unbelievable. Now he's grad transfer. He gets to go play at USC. So that's USC, I think,
0: is is a team that's that's very scary. Um, and the only other one that I have uh, that I would have liked to see a little bit higher is Baylor. I think yeah. Baylor is a very very good team this year, and we'll have a little discussion about them later. Um, but you want to get into our top ten? I think yeah, it's very very clearly Alabama at one.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama one, no, like the, if you're debating it. You shouldn't be.
0: D- Despite them losing the national championship last year, I think they returned the top two best players in college football yep. for this upcoming season, and Bryce Young and Willie Anderson. Um, mm. And they also have the best head coach in college football. Uh, I think this team is is going to be disgusting. Nick Saban is probably the best recruiting coach in the nation, and yep. he has the best quarterback and the best defensive player in the nation. That That team's scary. I don't think we need a touch
1: on them anymore unless you got something else pressing. Um, Saban's got something to pr- Not something to prove. He has nothing to prove. But he is something to himself to prove that he can, you know, he lost to one of his, his former assistants in Kirby Smart for like the first time in God knows how long. He lost the national championship while I think having a better team. I think Alabama was a better team than Georgia overall. No, that, defense wins championships. Right. That, that's to be debated. We've talked about it a million times on the show and that's a fun debate as always. But Alabama, like they they looked vulnerable in the national championship, and Saban is pissed. And we saw what happened this offseason with Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M's head coach, they went at it a little bit uh, during the SEC pressers. And Saban's gonna come back with a new energy. This is for sure. This is gonna this, be a scary Alabama team. This team, Alabama, like they're winning the national championship. Um, that's my. I mean, I really don't see any team touching them. Um, obviously. The season hasn't even started. That's my early prediction. <laughs> but, like, that's not I even mean, a hot take. But uh, they
0: Bryce Young, you know, maybe he has a couple shaky weeks. Maybe he gets mm-hmm. hurt. Uh, although, like well, like we, we mentioned earlier, we, we yeah. don't want injuries. But if a Bryce Young goes down, this team becomes significantly less oh, scary.
1: Sca- significantly. Bump. So,
0: they do they right. do ride on some staying healthy. Uh, right. But uh, As does every team. Alabama recruits very well, and I have no doubts that they're going to be very very good this year yeah at number two uh this may be a little yeah. shocking mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna stick georgia bulldogs at number two i i think it's kind of disrespectful to have the the reigning national championship team to not be number one i i still put alabama number one because mm-hmm. they're alabama and they're very very good this yeah. year and i kind of predict them to win the natty as well um But to put Ohio State above the reigning national championship team, who's returning seven offensive starters, including their quarterback, and I know what you're going to say about Stenson Bennett, just go to noodle arm, blah, 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 but he's got the best (laughs) tight end, or arguably the best tight end, I I think there may be one better, and we'll talk about him in a little bit, Um, but he just got to dump it off to Brock Bowers and say, run, big man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I respect that you have Georgia, too. Uh, they didn't get much worse. There's also Sure, they lost a ton of guys to the NFL draft, and they had an insane draft class of just a ton of defensive studs, including the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker. Um, they're really good still. There's no reason why they should be ranked any lower than three, which is where I have them, spoiler alert. Um, but I respect that you have Georgia at two. Um, uh, my pick is Ohio State at two.
0: And I have Ohio State at three.
1: I think Ohio State has the best offense in college football. They got yeah. they got Cesar C J. Stroud, Stroud, Jackson Smith, and C- Jigba. Yep, Trayvon Jackson, Henderson. Trayvon. Do, you Henderson? Need, yep. do you need anything more? Marvin Harrison Junior is going to take that step. Julian Fleming. Their receiving course. ridiculous as always. Um, Brian Hartline is the best positions coach in college football. He he's ridiculous. I think he should be in line for a for
0: a head coaching job.
1: Oh. Absolutely. That being said, I'm sure Ohio State pays well. I'm sure Ohio I'm sure he's doing fine there. But he is doing a great job. JSN is the best receiver in college football, in my opinion. Ridiculously polished route runner, ridic- great hands, does literally has no weaknesses to his game besides maybe being too good for the college level. <laughs> yeah. But um he he just he's coming off of the best probably the best receiver performance I've ever seen in the Rose Bowl last year against Utah, where he put up 300-plus um, 300 yards. I don't know. A lot, a lot of yards. Yeah. And a lot of catches and a lot of touchdowns. He's unbelievable. CJ Stroud, I think, is probably the Heisman favorite just because I don't think Bryce Young's winning it back-to-back years because considering there's, never, there's only been one repeat old Heisman winner, it's Archie Griffin. And with how competitive college football is, I don't think that he repeats. Um, CJ Stroud is my Heisman favorite. I think Vegas is Heisman's favorite, too. Their defense is a big part, though. Their defense was a little underwhelming last year compared to where we thought they were, but they did start off really slow and picked it up toward the end of the uh, middle of the year. I think if they continue that defensive momentum, they're the second best team in college football. That being said, you said defense will win championships, and I respect why you have uh, Georgia above Ohio State. Number four or number four, number four, yeah. <laughs> number four. The floor um, is falling out, guys.
0: I I got uh, the floor starts to drop here a little bit. Yep. Uh, I got Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. I think DJ kind of has a bounce back year. Yeah, he was bad last year. He was he was bad this last year, and I think this this team shows that last season was a fluke. Um, if you remember week one last year, they lost to the national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, by seven points.
1: Yeah, it was a close. They game.
0: played the national champions to a close game, and everyone was going nuts. Ten to seven or ten to three, mm-hmm. lost by seven. Looks like and a Big Ten game. I really think that. That kind of sent him down a bad spiral. I think it killed DJ's confidence, mm-hmm. and I think it it did not help him out. And you know, this is a team that still went ten and three last year. Right. And it's, their three their three losses were to uh, the current team who's ranked number three, the current team who's ranked thirteen in NC State, and the current team who's ranked seventeen in Pitt. Mm-hmm. It's not like they lost to three Joe Smoes. Yeah, these they lost are all to three good, good teams.
1: teams. Yeah, three good teams, national champion, and two teams that I think. One of them is borderline elite, North Carolina State. Um, Big fan of big fan of what they're doing there. Um, Clemson, that is like one of the worst seasons in recent memory for them, and they still went ten and three, and they won a bowl game and won the Cheez It Bowl. Yeah, exactly, the Cheez It Bowl. We love the Cheez It Bowl. (laughs) Great name. Um, the six the six
0: yeah. or the seventh years. Uh, yeah, year's seventh bowl. years
1: bowl. Yeah, they are <laughs> still amazing. Dabo Swinney, as much as he's a weirdo, he's still a great coach and great recruiter. Um, DJ's gonna have a bounce back year. Their defense, as always, is great. Um, they did lose Brian venables to Oklahoma, their defensive coordinator, but I, uh, I really don't, I don't worry about them. I think they'll be fine uh clemson is the fourth best team in the nation in my opinion i think we're on the same pa- You said we're on the same page here i'm just interested to see who you have number five i i this could be a real shocker
0: is it is it a real shocker yeah real uh, shocker. number five i got the notre dame fighting irish mm-hmm. um i would assume you don't disagree with that one either fordham number five but
1: you know <laughs> that's just my opinion no big no, win last no, night no. yeah big win uh beat wagner um Great start but, uh, of the year. They have a better record than Alabama right now, so they're a better currently. team automatically. Uh, uh, yeah, Notre no, Dame, easy choice.
0: I think, you know, I really think this Notre Dame team, they just announced Tyler Buckner as a starting quarterback, and I really think this team is going to go as far as Buckner can take him. Um, it, it really depends. It's another situation my team, uh, the F- San Francisco 49ers. They're going to go <laughs> as far as Trey Lance takes
1: them. Trey Lance will take them to the Super Bowl. Don't worry.
0: And I think Tyler Buckner, you know, he's not the typical quarterback that you expect from Notre Dame. You, the you, expect a, fun. you expect a pocket passer that's extremely accurate and can throw a ball down the field. Yeah. Uh, I feel this is a little bit of a hot take. I feel like he has the potential to be a better version of Ian Book at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's not. My I think pick. he he's got better legs. He'll be able to extend plays like Book did, but better. Maybe not as accurate of an arm, but I think he has the potential to have a bigger arm than Book.
1: What do you think, of Deshaun Kaiser? What do you think about that one? Yeah, maybe, but I I didn't Deshaun Kaiser didn't lead us anywhere. That is true, but. I think Kaiser's more talented than Book. I mean Yeah, I mean he yeah, was so. a first
0: round pick versus a 6 round pick. <laughs> you, so
1: you you are on to something. But yeah. um I like Tyler Buckner. He's fun. Um dual this, threat quarterback. This team also
0: him. has a top two tight end in the nation, yeah, whether whether you want Bowers or Mayer. Yeah. Uh, I personally think Mayer is the second coming of George Kittle. I, I think, think Bowers he's Bowers
1: is a little bit better, but I respect the mayor.
0: I would say I would say, yeah. say mayor is more like Kittle. Bowers is Bowers, more like Kelsey. Kelsey yeah, um, and Eric and,
1: Gilbert is the. Uh, I think Eric Gilbert, another guy we forgot to mention at Georgia. He's quote unquote the backup. He's gonna be a first round pick probably, or like yeah. he, he uh, he's a little ridiculous. Noah Fant. Um, yeah. A little TJ Kyle Hawkinson, Low Kyle Pitts, yeah, he got a Low Kyle Pitts in him, Travis Kelsey. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. Georgia's offense is gonna be tight end and running back heavy. Yeah, I, we got to mention that. I wanted to go back, but but Geller the last
0: love. the last thing I so have to say about, about this this Irish team, um, it's it also really depends on how they resp- respond to Freeman's coaching style. So, mm-hmm. From all the reports I've seen, uh, it really seems like this team enjoys football again. They're not scared to make mistakes. Are excited not, not to go out. Yeah. Yeah, they're excited to go out and play, and everyone loves Marcus Freeman. Mm-hmm. I think this team has a very chance to have a very special year. I'm not saying they're national championship bound or anything like that. But I'm just saying it's there is a fun. chance that this team does things that no one is expecting them to do.
1: I like where Notre Dame's headed, I will say. Um, they don't have any coaches doing fake Southern accents anymore. <laughs> uh, they have a guy who played both college football and in the NFL, Marcus Freeman. And when a guy, like you got a guy like that, he's either going to be terrible or really good. Basically be like, he's either going to be, the players are going to hate him because he's going to try to act like he's better than everybody or the players are going to love him because he's going to be able to relate to them. I think and Marcus, I think Marcus Freeman's the latter. I think he is a guy who, you a saw, player's coach. Yeah, you he's saw how, coach. you saw how the players responded when he first introduced himself back into the staff. Yes. The guys, I'm your new head coach. The guys were going crazy. You, and also add Tommy yeah. Reese in
0: there, who mm-hmm. is a for, former Notre Dame quarterback. And this
1: is the O C right? He's the offensive he's coordinator. Stuck there, yep. Did
0: not follow Brian Kelly. I so, wouldn't follow Brian Kelly either. <laughs> well, even if you wouldn't follow Brian Kelly, you gotta think they offered him the most money to be an offensive coordinator in college football history and he's stuck at Notre Dame. That's huge. So that tells me that he likes the direction that this team is going.
1: Right. That's very encouraging, I will say.
0: So, this team, I think, is very good and has a chance to be very good this year. But enough on Notre Dame because yeah. I could sit here and talk about them for hours. Yeah. Number can, six, I've listened
1: to you talk about them for hours before, too. Num- number six, sure.
0: I'm going to go with uh, the Utah Utes.
1: Let's go. Same uh, same top – well, not same top six, but – you. You're on the same wavelength with Returning
0: eight offensive starters and five defensive starters, including their quarterback, Cam Rising. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this team is just very good. We saw them absolutely manhandle Oregon twice last season, who was a good football team. Yeah. Um, And they played Ohio State to a very, very close Rose Bowl.
1: A classic, if you do say so yourself.
0: I think this Utah team has a chance to be very good, and if it was a 12-team playoff, they'd
1: probably be at number six. I was so excited when he said Utah, I forgot how to speak English for a second. Utah is very good. They're still the best team in the Pac-12. They're still the team to beat there. I'm sure Sure, you can say USC, the new exciting hot name on the block. Or you can say Oregon, getting Bo Nix and a new coach. Um, that's really cool. But you sometimes continuity is the best. Utah is unbelievable. They've built a really good football program there and they have not gotten much worse. I think Cam Rising with another year is going to become a really good quarterback. I think they're on the their defense is unbelievable as usual. I think they're they're play a sneaky playoff contender and they are a top yeah, 6th is a good ranking for them. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Number 7, let's see, let's see. Texas A&M
0: mm-hmm. at 7. Yeah, so you got to wow. We yeah. are,
1: we are, we are in the same wavelength. We, and we are good, we, and listen. we did
0: not, we did not yep. discuss
1: this before the show. No we, discussion. The only discussion we had was the college football playoff expansion, and we we're like, "What the hell is going because on?" Because
0: it happened an hour before the show was yep. recorded. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say on Texas A and I, I honestly believe that I may have overrated them a little yeah. bit, um, but let's not forget that Jimbo Fisher beat. Nick Saban before Kirby
1: Smart did it. He's a great, great coach, uh-huh. and I think he'll get this team prepped. Yeah, and they have—I mean, they have a, lo- a little bit of change here and there. Zach Calzada transferred away. I think I'm not sure who their quarterback is. Is it—is yeah, it Max Johnson or Hayden? I, I haven't looked at the depth chart in depth yet. I'm Blanking out. Excuse me on that. But Texas A&M still an elite football team. Um, they're going to recruit well. They're—they're going to recruit great. Um, good school. Good football program. I mean, great school, great football program. Well, it's not the love there, and um, they, they do have a tough schedule. I will say they do play f- as of oh, now. Oh, they play in the SEC, Tyler. right? They, they, no, well, every SEC team has a tough. They got schedule. they got four ranked opponents right now, and Auburn, Florida, UMass. I mean, not UMass. Excuse me, Auburn, Florida, LSU could be interesting, tough matchups as always. Um, they're they got a lot on their plate right now, but. I think they're a very good team. I still think they're top set, top ten for sure. Wherever you want to rank them, good. good on you. But I got them at seven instead of you. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes now. Where do you got it at eight? Number eight, I'm going Baylor. Come on, are we serious now? <laughs> We're, we have the same exact rankings, basically, I, except for two and three.
0: I think... Uh Baylor's my team this year. I think they're going to run it back in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this team makes the Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC look extremely foolish. Uh, They're returning the second most starters in the Big 12, uh, seven offensive, seven defensive. They're going to win up front every single game, returning four or five offensive line starters, and I think the entire front seven.
1: Yeah, they were to their quarterback Charlie Brewer too. Uh, I believe. I'm pretty sure he's returning. Too. I'm pretty sure he's returning. So that's the theme there: continuity. Continuity is key in college football. Dave Veranda in his first year as the um, what do you call it, as the head coach there, after being the LSU defensive coordinator, he did an unbelievable job. They want to, they want a bowl game against Oklahoma. Uh, they, no, excuse me, they
0: won a bowl game. They won the Big 12 against Oklahoma Big 12, State. yeah,
1: against Oklahoma State. I'm blanking out already.
0: And one of the most wild college football games, insane
1: college football game. Excuse me, it's been the end of the week. I know syllabus week is so <laughs> tough. I'm 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 you know my brain is breaking a little bit. But um, Baylor, it was unbelievable last year. To a lot of people's surprise, I did not see Baylor being that good, and now. I would say I'm all in on them, but I'm very close to all in. And you're, I, I feel all like you're all in, in. on Baylor you're all this in. year. You're I, all I in. am
0: a Baylor. I'm going to be rooting for Baylor Baylor's this the second year. team now. This year, this year, along yeah. with Auburn, shout out Pat Amaturo, who's producing the show. Yeah. Big Auburn guy. Our entire house is rooting for Auburn this is year. Is it
1: WDE over there? War Damn Eagle? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: but no, I'm, I'm going for Baylor this year. I think they're going to be very good. Number nine, uh, USC Southern California. Yep. Same. Wow. (laughs) This is this is insane. We're on the same path. I I cannot
1: listen to the listeners. I we promise you we did not share our prep. We did not. Besides Danny sending me the original doc of what we're gonna talk about, we did not, and he didn't write any of his notes on there yet. I made I made a copy
0: of it. I I made a copy. We did
1: not share the prep. We (laughs) you can look through our texts. We're not Tom Brady. We don't throw our. Break our phones. Very,
0: very interesting that this is going on, but just quickly yeah. on USC, we USC. already talked about already them talked a little. Them. Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley, Caleb Williams, yep. Jordan, Jordan, Addison. Addison. Jordan Addison. I think uh, they have yep. the potential to be the best offense in the nation this year. Yeah, they do. Uh, number ten, Oklahoma.
1: Okay, finally we have a Wow, besides man, two and three.
0: Um, I think Brett Venables is a very good coach. I think uh, he has a chance to really recruit and do a very good job at Oklahoma before they transition to the sec. I think this gives him a good, good opportunity to uh, get his feet wet and do some work down there at Oklahoma before they make that transition.
1: Yeah. I am not that high in Oklahoma. I Venables is a good hire. I think Venables is definitely due to be a head coach and he has ties back in Oklahoma. So, you know, it's like, you know, riding a bike, he'll, he'll be, he you'll be <laughs> – training wheels are off already. He's going to be fine. That being said, I don't know. There was so much commotion, so much, like, transfer, so much, like, crazy stuff that happened with Oklahoma. You got a whole new quarterback. Caleb Williams is gone. We we don't know what's going on there. Just So much change. I Like, the only constant, like, I guess Marvin Mims returns, and he's a stud receiver. There's just, like, so much change there that I can't really be high on Oklahoma right now. I just ah, – there's something about me that, like, just is, like – I don't think Oklahoma has as good of a year as people think. I think Oklahoma is going to be; they're going to still be ranked, probably like ranked at the tw- like low teens, high twenties type vibe for me. Where they, they they win like they go like what ten and three maybe, and just I I don't know. There's just something about Oklahoma that just scares me this year. My team at ten is Oregon. Mm. I, I I like where I like Oregon. I really do like you know I like they, Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is a, a solid quarterback. The hype kind of died down around him a lot last year, but Bo Nix, you know, fresh start. Dan Lanning's their new head coach, replacing Mario Cristobal, the former Georgia defensive coordinator. We know, and we know Georgia's defense, defense wins is, championships. Defense wins championships. Oregon's defense is really good, led by Noah Sewell, brother of Panay, and Nephi, uh, I think that's how you say his name, Sewell. So, you know, the Sewell family. It's Oregon royalty right there. Um, yeah, I don't, and Noah's good, Noah's a stud He's he's a
0: projected first round pick next yep, year I he's believe he's the number yep. one linebacker right now
1: Probably, yeah um, yeah.
0: I, I think they're a good team, I, a good team. I kinda, I'm very weary On Pac-12 teams, the only yes, reason I have USC true. in there is because of Lincoln Riley, because I think he's a top Arguably top five coach in college football
1: I mean, we'll have That discussion another day, but yeah I think Lincoln Riley's a good coach, great recruiter and UFC. that I and, mean, and
0: Utah obviously we just think it's good but I'm weary They're, of yeah. having 3 three, three Pac-12 teams. I, re- I
1: see why you're going there, but um, I mean, listen, listen. If can I say who I would have had in there instead? Yeah, sure. And it's sure, gonna be sure, sure. absolutely crazy. North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say NC State, and then I changed my prep at the last minute. I was like, uh, interesting. I I, don't I know. would
0: put I'd put Oklahoma State in there before.
1: Right. They they looked eh last night. And they did put up a lot of points, but they were looking a little shaky in the first half. I was watching the game on my new dual T V setup <laughs> in my apartment. Um what do you call it? Oklahoma State. I mean Spencer Sanders. They'll take they'll go as far as Spencer Sanders takes them. Um same with North Carolina State with Devin Leary, but I just think that NC State has an easier schedule. If they beat Clemson, they'll be top. If they beat Clemson, which well, is a I, huge. I if. don't,
0: I don't think they'll beat Clemson, but I see, There's I see chance. your argument. I see your yeah,
1: argument. yeah. If they beat Clemson and go undefeated, they're a top ten team in the nation, basically.
0: Yeah. All right. But, well, let's yeah. do let's it's do a little little transition here. Let's talk. Yeah very very early to have this discussion but let's talk a little heisman preview i think there's three guys that are are very clearly and that's bryce young cj stroud and caleb williams yep um i asked you to come up with a dark horse guy and i'm going to ask you to think of another guy just off the top of your head that's not a quarterback if if your dark horse is not a quarterback uh but bryce young last year 4872 yards 47 touchdowns to only 7 interceptions. C.J. Stroud, 4,435 yards, 44 touchdowns to 6 interceptions. And Caleb Williams, who did not play the entire season. He came in about halfway through, still through for uh, 1,912 yards, 21 touchdowns to 4 interceptions. Uh, I think if you're looking at it right now, I think Bryce Bryce Young is the favorite. And then I would go C.J. Stroud, then Caleb Williams.
1: I think the favorite is C.J. Stroud. Well, one, because I explained it earlier. Yeah. No repeat Heisman winners besides Archie Griffin. I don't know. The competition's too stiff, and it will take a historic season. It will take a Joe Burrow 2019 season for him to win Heisman again, just based off voter fatigue being weird. And C.J. Stroud was so close to winning Heisman. Any other year, like maybe the year before when Devontae Smith won it, if C.J. Stroud had the same year, there's no debate C.J. Stroud's the Heisman winner. I, I would agree with you. That being said, Bryce Young was unbelievable. Just a teeny bit better. A teeny bit better. Yeah. Better and, stats well, all around. Better stats and a better team. So they yes. gave Bryce Young the edge. And there's no problem with that. But I think CJ Stroud wins. Caleb Williams is the third. I have no problem with that. Um I think it's And supporting. he
0: could very easily become the front runner quickly.
1: Oh, very quickly. I mean, dude, he, his offense is I say I'll say the second for now, second best na- offense in the nation. Alabama probably is the second best but like I, well, they, I would, there's just so much turnover. I would say
0: Ohio yeah. State has a better offense than Alabama. No, no, Ohio, Ohio, no Ohio State, State USC, Ohio State's the clear
1: one. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Ohio State's a clear one. There's yeah. no I don't think there's really debate in that. Um USC two, just cuz they're going to take a little time to gel and then Alabama 3 just based off I mean, Alabama could easily be one just because they're it's Alabama, but they they had a lot of turnover too. So Caleb Williams not mad at it. I think yeah, I think with how much stuff that like that how much how many toys he has at his arsenal basically. (laughs) It's
0: gonna be fun to watch.
1: It's gonna be very fun to watch. It's it's gonna be must watch TV. And
0: I can't wait to watch Notre Dame shut them down.
1: (laughs) Do they wait when do they play?
0: Uh I forget exactly which week. But they do play. Yeah, it's uh on Thanksgiving,
1: right after Thanksgiving. I will be attending that game at USC. There we go. You get to make your little Yearly trip down to sou- Southern California. My annual
0: yeah. my annual Notre Dame trip versus exactly. USC.
1: Exactly. And you get to watch your favorite team beat USC. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. I like um, that. Who's well, the dark horse? Let's, let's, talk, talk, let's talk dark horse. Always fun. Yeah, I want to hear yours story. first before yeah.
0: before I give mine. And then I also want a player that's not a quarterback. But... Okay.
1: Beautiful. Um my dark horse, I just talked about him, Devin Leary. Uh interesting. NC State might be my team this year. I might have to rock with them. I just I rocked with Wake Forest and Sam Hartman last year. Yeah, you and, rocked with Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, last Ohio year. State, but like w- Wake Forest was like that other team that was like, all right, I'm rooting for them to go undefeated, blah blah blah, just for the fun of it. I just think Devin Leary is a really good quarterback. I don't know what his pro prospects are, blah blah blah. I haven't looked into that cuz it's way too early to look into that. But Devin Leary showed me he showed me he's a good quarterback last year. I think NC State didn't get much they they stayed about the same, maybe got a little bit better. And if basically this all hinges on if they beat Clemson. If they beat Clemson, he's going to be in the race if he you know plays to what I think he will play to. He's a good quarterback. Their schedule isn't crazy, but if they beat Clemson, that's a signature win. And, I mean, he's got to be in the race as a dark horse. And I feel like I was looking at other quarterbacks. I was thinking like Anthony Richardson. Florida's not good enough. Um, Bo Nix, I don't think he's better than Devin Leary. Um, couple other things, couple other factors, but I think Devin Leary is like good dark horse candidate. Who's yours?
0: So you're gonna make fun of me for this pick. I I, I, almost, hear it, I almost guarantee it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Spencer Rattler.
1: Ooh, he was. So you're back uh, on the bandwagon.
0: I I'm not back on the bandwagon. This is why I have him at dark horse. There we go. Um, you know he was really good as a sophomore or a freshman. Uh, threw for over three thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, so only seven interceptions ended up getting pulled last year when he was just about at 15 yard 1500 yards 11 touchdowns to five picks uh, I just think Oklahoma wasn't a great fit for him I I really don't think Oklahoma was a good fit for him I think he goes to the SEC now and he has a chance to torch some teams if this uh, South Carolina team goes 10 and three uh, or yeah 10 and 10 and three they play 13 games yeah. um, he it's in very good contention if he goes and torches the sec and i think there's a possibility that he does that
1: ah man that's tough i'm not a spencer rattler fan i know you 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 hate spencer rattler i hate him because you know i don't know him personally but i don't like, like just from what i've seen i'm just like i'm not a fan he's he's very cocky and he did not prove you know you know there's a reason why he lost his job last year um for sure the talent's not the question though he's talented um, the question is, is he mature enough to handle the SEC and handle adversity? We saw last year what happened, and he wasn't, you know, didn't look too great for him. Fresh start for him. I mean, I'm not going to, listen, blank slate right now. Blank slate. I'm not going to hold any judgments against him right now. It's all about whether he's mature enough and whether it's, uh, South Carolina is good enough uh, for him to be in the race. But, I mean, if he plays well, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in the race if South Carolina's is ranked, or, like, you know, ranked, like, around twenty, eighteen, You know, they won't be top five, top – they won't be top ten, yeah. most likely. Unless he goes Joe Burrow, 2019, my favorite season to reference. Joe Shiesty went crazy. <laughs> but, um – I mean, it's a tough one. That is a good dark horse, though. I like that dark horse pick because I didn't think about it. It was off. The, it was off the radar. I completely forgot Spencer Rattler existed for a second. But um,
0: and then if you're gonna go yeah. players that are non-quarterbacks, I think you throw in Jackson Smith and Jigwa.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you throw in Will Anderson. Will Anderson was bad. I think you yeah.
0: talk about either May or Bowers, depending on who has a better season. Ooh,
1: tight end as Heisman is a pick.
0: It would be. I I could. That's the first just time ever. See it right? hap- it, yeah. I believe it's only been running back quarterbacks and Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson and
1: Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith. Is there more? There might be more. There's more receivers, yeah. Um, JSN is a good pick.
0: I could see JSN. I could potentially see Will Anderson if he just goes berserk, which Which, everyone thinks he's going to. He will. (laughs) Um, So
1: those those are the guys that I would look towards that aren't uh, quarterbacks. Will Anderson, JSN. Uh, those are good, t- two good picks. And, I mean, we're going to go with another pick, Bijan Robinson. Yes, Robinson. Yes, that, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Great call. Uh, Great call. Another, you know, non-quarterback, but, I mean, he's unbelievable. I think he, what is he? he's the best running back in college football. Yeah. The most talented. He'll probably be a 1st round pick, even though running back's in Tex- the first round. And, and Texas is terrible. terrible. Texas is bad, but he's still really good. Uh, he's going to put up a 2018 LeBron James performance in the finals type vibe. Or he's gonna be godly, but his team's gonna suck. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, they'll be okay. It's, Quinn Ewers first year as a starter. Maybe another
0: dark horse Quinn Ewers if yeah. he, for whatever reason, leads Texas to a good team.
1: All right, let's let's not get too <laughs> let's not get carried <laughs> away. But um, Bijan Robinson is really, really, really good, and he should be in that race. I think as a the. The most like, I think he's the most likely non-quarterback, just because the volume. Uh, of touches, Will Anderson, defense is so it's so tough. Uh, he yeah.
0: should have been. He should have been. He should have been there
1: a po- on the podium instead of Aiden Hutchinson personally, but you know that's just me. Um, that being said, I just think that yeah, B.J. Robinson. I feel like running backs more likely, just because the volume of touches. There's been more yeah. running back Heisman's, so it makes more sense. But I think like B, the the three that we named are good: Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Will Anderson. Are there any more off the top of your head that you can think of? Not that I can. I think guess like Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison. Like yeah, yeah. Jordan Addison's also in there. I got it. Can't you can't snub the blit in the cough winner.
0: Yeah. And um.
1: I can't think. Maybe Jalen Carter, the uh, Georgia defensive tackle. Yeah. Argument
0: for it. I, yeah. I just don't see any defensive player besides Will Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, but let's transition to the last thing we got to discuss. Yeah. Discuss and um, first week of college football. First bad. week of college football. Uh. There were some games last night. We yeah, won't some talk great about games, them. Yeah. There were really good games, but I don't care about them enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's preview this. Uh, let's start at the lowest and go to the top. Yeah. Twenty-three Cincinnati versus nineteen Arkansas. Um, how you feeling in this one? Who's your pick?
1: Uh, this is gonna be a very interesting matchup because Cincinnati lost basically their whole like a lot of their team. They still got Luke Fickle. That's the coach. So you know they still got an elite, probably top ten, well definitely top ten coach in college football wherever you want to rank him. I don't know. But Ben Bryant's their new quarterback. He's a grad transfer. He was at Cincinnati for three years. Transferred to Eastern Michigan for a year. Played there. Played okay. And then he's coming back. He's taking over in Desmond Ritter's shoes. That's massive shoes to fill. Um, A lot of change. Ryan Montgomery and Tyler Scott are going to be their best offensive players. uh, Running back and wide receiver, respectively. But I'm very interested to see. Cincinnati's... There's so many unknowns. It could either be Still really good, or they can just fall out of the top twenty-five and go back to being, you know, your average American Conference team that's just there. But I, I think they'll be good. Um, Arkansas they return to KJ Jefferson, so they automatically have the quarterback advantage there. KJ Jefferson was already a really good quarterback; gets another year experience. They're going to be good, and they got they got they tapped into their transfer portal bag. They got Jaden Hasselwood and Matt Landers as their two their two um, leading receivers on the depth chart. And they're both transfers. It's going to be very interesting to see where Arkansas is. I'm pretty high on Arkansas. I like where they are going. And I'm going to take them to win week one, 31-28.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Arkansas as well. I take the SEC over a team that lost most of their guys last year. They don't yeah. have the same secondary. Losing Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner is huge. Uh, they could mm-hmm. totally get torched. And Sam Pittman loves to run the ball. And I think he's just going to run it down their throats. Um, I got Arkansas 35-24.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh
0: next one, number eleven versus number three. Number eleven, Oregon versus three, Georgia. Uh I think Georgia wins this one by three scores.
1: Ooh, wow. That's interesting. First of all, a couple cool cool storylines. Dan Lanning, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, he's Oregon's new head coach. He was Georgia he was a part of the Georgia staff from two thousand eighteen to twenty twenty one. He was outside linebackers coach uh all four years, but then he became the defensive coordinator after twenty nineteen. So he's pretty much, he's extremely familiar with Georgia. Um, It's going to be a cool storyline, him making his quote-unquote homecoming back to the team that got him this head coaching job. Bo Nix is their new quarterback in Oregon, so changing from Anthony Brown, from a run-first quarterback, I'd say, to a more pro-style passing quarterback, like what they had with Justin Herbert. It's going to be a completely different team, lost a couple guys here and there, but Bo Nix... We'll see if he gets that hype back because we got to remember he was. There's so much hype around his name early on, and last year he was kind of quiet. I want to see where he goes with that. I think that Oregon, Oregon historically, I mean they've had what Mariota and Justin Herbert, two elite prospects. Maybe Bonics becomes that third elite quarterback prospect of recent times. I don't know. Jerry's still out. I'm not too high on him, but maybe this is a change of scenery. Georgia, sure they lost. A lot of their guys to the NFL draft, which is cra- – I mean, their draft class is crazy, but they return a lot of guys, as we mentioned before. We already talked about it so much. I don't see three scores. I do see this – what was your score prediction? Do you have one off the got. About?
0: I got 45-28 40, Georgia wins. You
1: think this is a much higher scoring game than I do. I have Georgia winning this game by one score. I think it's short uh, – 27-20. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a dog fight. But Georgia will prevail because they are the better team. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Very interested to see how it goes, though. I think um, it's a game of the trenches. Uh, two great defenses. I just think the better team prevails, and it's going to be Georgia. I'm, I mean, it's going to be an amazing game either way. Interesting. And All let's right. End, let's end with a bang.
0: The big one. Number five, Notre Dame travels to number two, Ohio State.
1: Uh, let's hear your thoughts before I get mine. Yeah, I'll let you end it off with it. You're the Notre Dame fan. Um, a lot of great storylines with this one, too. Marcus Freeman, going back to his alma mater, where he played college football for a little couple of years. Um, this is his second game, but, like, his first official regular season game. He coached the bowl game last year. You know, fresh start. Um, this is a... F- two top five teams in the nation, and this is a must-watch game. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at ABC, on ABC. If you're not watching this game, question. What are I'm, you doing? I'm que- <laughs> yes, what are you doing? I'm questioning your life decisions. You know, you got your priorities messed up. Um, unless you're at the game. Then you got your priorities right. We're not, though. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is the game of the week, clearly. I mean, we're both it's in the
0: It's there. the game day game. For yep, sure. it is the
1: game day game. Uh, Notre Dame lost a lot of guys, but this is a very new-look Notre Dame team. You said their offense is going to look a lot different. Um, Tyler Buckner, more of a dual-threat quarterback. They lost a couple of big guys like Jack Cohn, Kyron Williams, and star safety Kyle Hamilton. But Marcus Freeman is a player's coach, and the guys are going to rally around him. I like where they're headed. That being said, Ohio State is ridiculous. Um, CJ Stroud, they, they're returning a ridiculous amount of starters. And they're returning their th- two best players, in CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then Travion Henderson, a couple other young receivers. We could go on all year about this. That being said, I think Ohio State's clearly the better team. I'm sorry, Danny. I hate to break it to you. Ohio State's winning this game. It's going to be 38-24. Oh.
0: So here, here's where um, my homework comes out in me.
1: Yeah. I think Stay I have
0: it. to pick Notre Dame. Go ahead. Um, despite them being heavy underdogs, what, they're seventeen the point
1: underdogs. Wow, for for a top five for matchup? a top
0: five matchup. That's uh,
1: disrespectful. Borderline disrespectful. You, I, I let you guys at least cover the spread.
0: You you mentioned losing Cohen. I think Buckner has a chance to be better. You mentioned I think so losing too. Kyron Williams. Uh, they still got Logan Diggs, who was a true freshman last year, who mm-hmm. was disgusting, and Chris Tyrese back. Mm-hmm. Two great running yep. backs. They lose Kyle Hamilton. They bring in Brandon Joseph from Northwestern, who was an All-American Safety. Wow. Uh, They replaced their guys that they lost. I think this team is very scary, and like I mentioned earlier, playing football is fun again for the Irish. They're not afraid to mess up. They more so want to have fun with the game, and I think they're going to come out with their pants on fire, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I really believe that there is a chance that this weekend that Notre Dame wins this. I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Um, I could very easily see it going the other way as well. I'm not completely unrealistic, but you got to right. no, you got to ride with your guys. In my heart of hearts, I see Notre Dame winning this one, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Last second field goal comes down, and we're talking about this game for the entire college football season.
1: If that happens, I'd be well. I wouldn't say shocked because Notre Dame's a really good team, but I'd be. I mean. A little shocked. Uh, and also, it would be insane, first of all. Uh, just, like, the scenes to see a game-winning field goal and, like, to start the season, first of all. Game of the season. My God. I would I would love to see that. But um, that's – that's I can't wait for that game. College football is back, man.
0: College football is so back. But, Tyler, is there anything else you got before uh, we want to wrap
1: this up? Uh, first, last college gridiron for seniors now. You know, it's just the action-packed show. I hope you guys who are listening enjoy this one. It's good to be back in the studio with you, Danny. It's great to be back, Tyler. I cannot wait for the
0: season to get rolling. Uh, thank you to Pat Amaturo, who is our studio producer for this one. I am Danny Scott. For Tyler, who, this was College Gridiron, a production of WFUV Sports. <laughs>